Welcome to the Brent Gold Podcast with co-host Eric Lawholm. We are building 1 million agents in 100 countries in 10 years. Now, here's your host, Brent Gold. Hi, this is Eric Lafome. I want to welcome all of you to another great edition of the Brent Gove podcast. Today, I am joined by Dan Beer. Dan was recently awarded at EXPCon, the number one team leader for all of EXP by GCI. Last year, Dan's team did $612 million in production. He has over 5,500 agents. He has people in different countries, so all over the world. Dan, I want to welcome you to the podcast. Thanks, man. Happy to be here with such a good audience. Awesome. Well, share with us a little bit about your real estate background. So I just shared a couple of the recent highlights. How long have you been in real estate? And uh, let's start with that. I got licensed in 2005 for the same reason so many people do, right? You, I just pretty much didn't like what I was doing previously, coming out of college and as a financial accountant, it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. So uh, seven months later, I quit. I tried getting into a, or I did get into a manufacturing, textile manufacturing business in Tijuana, across the border from okay. San Diego. Um, in the process, though, my dad was selling a home. It was 2005. It was an easy year in real estate, quote unquote. So I got licensed to sell this house that he was going to sell. And of course, that's led to incredible blessings. It's also one of the curses of our industry is so many people get licensed to like sell that one house, right? So, um, but nevertheless, tons of, you know, if you really look at the entire rest of the story, there's the... 11 or so years of um, figuring it out alone and struggling on my own and having to travel the country and, you know, not even understand what I didn't know. And then finally, when I did, like I was saying, travel the country to get into rooms where I could maybe gleam off some um, information from others. But I always invariably found myself back at my office trying to implement everything alone and there was growth in those years because I'm an action taker. I will implement. But there was also a lot of struggle, a lot of trial and error, um, and a lot of mistakes that ne didn't necessarily have to be made. I didn't know it at the time, but I know it now because the next four years where I've we've built our business at EXP um, and with this group of tremendous people we have. So it took 11 years to get to $161 million in production. It took only four years to get to 612. Wow. But we're running alongside others that are lifting us now that are not just helping me because they're being nice to me, but rather because it is, they're incentivized to do so. And I'm incentivized to help others. And, and that's really the unique thing about all this, you know, EXP noise people hear about when you really get down to what matters is that we're all moving in one direction, actually growing alongside each other. So anyway, Talk is talk, but the results show that definitely, um, definitely what, you know, the outcome's been accelerated in a positive way. Fantastic. Now, when you were introduced to EXP, what was your initial reaction? Well, my very initial when I was first introduced was quite negative. Um, it was, it was people showing me their screenshots of their revenue share and telling me all about the stock and all about how I would never have to work again. And, you know, it just, I was like, that was incredibly unattractive to me because mm -hmm. 
in my mind, first of all, I was running like a $3 million business at the time. And I couldn't believe that people thought that by showing me some screenshot, no matter how much money was in it, that I would, uh, that I would, you know, and not mentioning a word about how I would grow my core business, mm -hmm. that I would suddenly make a quick left turn and change everything I was doing. So it was really, you know, it was, my reaction was basically, that's awesome. Congrats. I'm happy. Genuinely, I'm happy for you. But you haven't addressed a single thing about what's important to me, which is how am I going to grow my core business? Because I'm really well aware that the more I grow that, the more opportunity I get everywhere else. Um, so that was two years between that moment and when I ended up here. And what was it that said, you know what, this is the direction that I want to go? What what motivated you to want to make that that pivot and that change? What motivated me was I saw a contributor to the industry come over. And I was actually in the process of buying a Keller Williams Market Center at the time, deep into negotiations, late rounds, about to, about to ink the deal. And when I saw this contributor come over, um, and his name is Curtis Johnson, my sponsor, um, I immediately called him. I remember I was in Deer Valley on a ski trip with my family. I excused myself from the table and we were at, we were at brunch and I got in touch with Curtis. And, and that was the moment at which I realized like, oh, okay, these screenshots of revenue share people have been sharing with me or showing me. Now I understand why or they're relevant or at least how I can use them. That mm -hmm. screenshot is simply the reason why I'm going to share everything in my business with those that come after me, why Curtis is going to share everything in his business with me, why we're going to collaborate at a partner level versus at a cocktail party level where you get a little bit of detail and then have to fill in all the blanks yourself. No, no, I want partner level collaboration because I'm, I'm, by the way, my growth is very much attributed to other people's contributions to my business. But it was always what I could glean off of them after, you know, over an hour or a half hour. And then I was back on my own, like I said at the beginning of this conversation. In that conversation with Curtis, I understood, okay, I, my life is about to take a major shift here. I am about to start focusing a ton of my energy into just giving as much as I can to agents across the country and to collaborate. Like we just came off our mastermind, our weekly mastermind. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Things I take every single week with me that I implement and that so many others on the call do. We had 300 and something people on Mastermind today. But why does that take place? It takes place because the company is incentivizing us financially to act like partners, not competitors, including with people in our own market. You know, you take Kyle Whistle, who's in San Diego. He and I share every last detail of our business with each other, including our newest and greatest marketing plans. And we're supposedly quote unquote competitors. But EXP's done this unique thing where the more he grows, the more it benefits my family. So I never pretend to be, you know, some guy that's just the greatest guy in the world that's just going to give you everything just because I'm going to give you everything. No, see, Glenn Sanford's incentivized me to do so. And now if I give you everything, my own family benefits, which ensures that I'm not going to only give you what's convenient or, you know, when I can, if I can, but that I must. Yeah. What you're saying is really powerful because it's completely independent of revenue share or the stock plan, you know, partner level. Did you use word? Did you say collaboration? Is that how you said it? Absolutely. Partner level collaboration versus cocktail collaboration. That's a very, very powerful benefit. And I love the other thing that you shared is that when you were first introduced to EXP, 
the presentation was not connecting with where you were at. And that's where it missed the boat. And then when you were talking with Curtis, it's like, oh, I get it. I understand. And so now you come on board with EXP. So what ended up happening? You talked about this you know, massive increase in, in your numbers. So talk about you know, what started happening in your business and your life as a result of coming over to EXP. Well, I learned what real relationships, um, bonded, true relationships where you're winning and losing alongside others look like rather than um, previous environment. Um, by the way, equally amazing people, great people. But the incentive structure was such that, hey, I'll give you the mindset stuff. I'll give you the, the feel-good, fluffy kind of 10,000-foot view. Um, don't so much ask me for the detail, the detail, because the detail, well, let's face it. We're really competitors. We're not going to benefit from each other's business. So shifting away from that into what we have, it's been amazing in so many ways in, in the fun we have together in the growth we're having. I mean, my last year in the previous location, I went from one, 151 million to 161 million. The following year I went to 225. Wow. Okay, I've only been here for it'll be four years next month, 612 million. So that wow. growth acceleration, well, I mean, if you do the math on it, yes, it's changed my life in many ways. My family's building a new home. We're looking for a second home. We're um, in, in, in a ski location. We, um, you know, I, we have a lot of freedom, let's just say, right? It, it's, it's a beautiful thing. We've made a commitment to spend a month away from San Diego together as a family all kinds of things that we can now do. And, and the mistake sometimes people make is that they think that it's like, an, you know, this, this, what we're talking about right now is an or, like I either produce or I attract. I think that that's only true if um, you're in the game of repelling people, like I was repelled in the beginning. But if you actually spend your time helping yourself by collaborating, by masterminding, by learning alongside others and are just kind enough to invite people to that environment where they're going to learn not how to get rich with stock. No one gives a damn, but where they're going to learn how to how to improve their sales business and go from 20 deals a year to 60. And you're just inviting them into the thing that they're already looking to do. See, too many people at EXP are trying to change people's course of life change people's focus. I'm not trying to reframe anybody. I'm going to help myself by collaborating with Curtis Johnson, Kyle Whistle, Mark Z and the like, you know, Brent Gove. And then in the meantime, just being gracious, you know, be kind enough to invite someone in to eavesdrop on the conversation. What'll happen is my own business is improving because I'm getting amazing ideas from all these people. Their business is going to improve because they're in the conversation for that day. And then they're also going to go back to their uh, they're also going to go back to their brokerage or their current environment and realize that, you know, the uh, the paid branch manager is probably not going to be able to cut it on the level of these bona fide. Real deal, real life producers that are here now incentivized to help them grow. It's a real pl it's amazing, man. It's a lot of fun. What I'm hearing in your share is that the standalone benefit of going from XYZ real estate company and then coming over to EXP just on the increased production side is worth it on top of, yes, you can build a team and you can build an organization and there's all these other benefits as well. 
But uh, is that really what you're saying? Yeah, is look, it just for, for that? 100%. Two points I want to make. Number one is I'm not downplaying the value of my revenue share. It's the most, it's the most impactful thing in my life. Like I'm not building my new house based on, and it's an 8,000 square foot house. I'm not building it wow. based on my active income. Now, could I build it on my active income? Sure, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to do so. But I'm building it only because of the mailbox money that shows up. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get people to reframe on how do you get that mailbox money to show up. You get that mailbox money to show up by stop being so obsessed on it showing up and get more obsessed with helping others. And so that's what we've been just 100% all in on. And when I say we, it's this beautiful group of people that we've assembled together and within EXP. Um, the second point is when you just get back to an, any agent out there, okay, first year agent, fifth year agent, anybody, 15th year agent, I don't care if you're doing zero deals a year or 300 deals a year, regardless of where you are, your goal next year is probably to do more. That's just how we're wired. So if you're doing, you know, if you're an agent doing 12 deals a year and you're trying to figure out how do I get to 36, okay, that's the goal. But let's come back to the challenges they're going to face tomorrow morning, no matter who they broker through. Mm -hmm. So the goal is their goal. Like that is what they want to accomplish. Maybe not because it's their ultimate goal. Their ultimate goal might be freedom. And again, enter EXP into the conversation. But how are they going to get to freedom? Well, they're going to have to become masters of their craft. Mm-hmm. So come tomorrow morning, there, you know, every agent is going to be faced with the same issues no matter who they broker through, meaning they're going to have to figure out buyers and they're going to have to figure out sellers and they're going to have to figure out their CRM and do they hire an assistant and do they not? And how do they pay them? What about the bonus structure? Do they do inside, you know, do they hire an ISA? Why or why not? How do they structure that? Do they... Do they farm? What's the message? What does the postcard look like? All of it, okay? The other thousand things I could say right now are going mm-hmm. to have to be answered tomorrow morning, no matter who we broker through. In the old world, in my old environment, I had to answer those things largely on my own. Maybe pick someone's brain for 30 minutes, but at the end of the day, there was 30 unanswered questions that I had to fill the gaps on, run trial and error and make mistakes. You know, they call it fail forward. They even created this cool label for it, fail forward, because it was all about failing. I mean, they're like, yeah, you're going to fail forward. So, which is cool. Like, I, there's some nice things about that fail forward mentality. And I do, you know, but I would rather fail forward a lot less often. Okay. Right. And just like, you know, so if I fail, yes, I want it to be forward. I'd like for the failure to come a lot less often. Come tomorrow morning, you're going to have to solve all those issues no matter what. You can do them on your own or you can do them alongside people that have not only conquered those issues, but the issues that come later and later and later so that not only can you master the step in front of you, but that you can make smart decisions on the things you don't even yet know that you don't know that are coming three steps later. And sometimes how many agents have you met where they build their business and then all of a sudden it collapses? Well, why? Because they created solutions at step C that were really brilliant for solving step C, not realizing they were setting a trap for step F. We'll help them see that. Mm-hmm. And the compensation plan is creating an incentive, a motivation in order to do that, which you really 
effectively communicated a little early on in, in the podcast. I came off Let's- bingo, bingo, bingo. I, I just came off an hour of helping um, agents, literally teaching them how to structure their commissions, how to present it to a seller, how to, when in a presentation to bring that out. There was contribution in the group about, um, you know, dealing with offers, dealing with buy. Why? Did we all wake up this morning and just say, hey, today, instead of serving my own family, I'm just going to go help a bunch of agents? No, there's right. an incentive structure in the EXP model that made us do that. And not made us like with a twisting our arm behind our back, made us gladly freaking do that with a smile on our face, understanding that not only are we contributing to people, because it's not that people in other models don't want to contribute, they want to, but they're also aware of this limitation called 24 hours in your day and your family has to eat. So now I get to contribute, which feels amazing, which puts this smile on my face. And by the way, I get to live a particular lifestyle with my family and have certainty and have security that, you know, like right now, for example, the San Diego market is so constricted. There's so few listings. There was thousands of listings on the market a year ago. There's less than a thousand listings on the home. Now there the deals are hard to come by as security in that revenue share that comes from other markets across the country where I'm being paid to because of the contribution I made, which I made because I was incentivized to do so by this wonderful model. It's complex, yet it's so simple when you understand it, when it clicks. Dan, I could listen to you all day. I I love your shares. And if if you'd be open to, I'd I'd love, you know, maybe later on this year or next year to have you back again and pick your brain some more because uh, incredibly articulate, well thought out, great, great ideas. And I want to ask you one more question before, before we need to wrap up. And that's back to the agent that's doing 12 transactions. And they do want to go to 36. What are some things that an agent could do that they could go from 12 to 36 in a year? An agent that can go from uh, wants to go from 12 to 36 in a year? Yeah. Well, first off, um, there's the generic answers, right? There's the things that are probably the answer. Um, what is their, you know, what is their consistency in their calendar look like? And how many lead pillars do they have? Um, have they mastered any, and then how are they reinvesting those revenues into developing assets in their business that will serve them, whether they show up that day or not? Um, there's, are they at the stage where they really need, well, at 12 deals, perhaps not quite yet, but are they starting to at least think about and, and, and train themselves on what future leverage might look like? Because by the time they get to 36 deals, they're going to need it. So you better start training yourself pre before you get there so that you don't have to stumble once you're there. Um, it could have to do with, it, it could have to do with, uh, um, maybe they've gotten to those 12 deals based on their current environment, but let's, you know, I, I could tell you this, I've been in brokerage environments where if you were, you know, this is San Diego, which granted less deals per agent on average, but I've been in brokerage environments where I remember being invited to, a. you know, it was like, they called it the top 20% mastermind. And there were several hundred agents at this brokerage. So I show up and I'm there and I'm doing several hundred transactions. And there's one other person there did like 90. And then the next person had done like 20. And then the next person, the next had done less than 20. Yet this was the top 20%. So maybe you've cut, maybe you've maxed out on what your environment will offer you. Mm -hmm. So there could be a lot of answers to it. Now, when we're actually working with people, let's dig in and take a look at the specifics. Come on or, you know, come into our mastermind, present into the group. Don't just get my opinion. 
but get the opinion of a hundred plus producers that are in excess of a million dollars in GCI who have been there and done that and seen that and who have different ways in which they did it and capture what's going to be exactly relevant to you. So that's where the, that's where the personal work comes into place within this group. Fantastic. I love that answer, Dan. And it was awesome to be able to get to know you a little bit and spend this time with you. For all of you listeners, I want to encourage you listen to this podcast multiple times so you can get Dan's genius into your subconscious mind. I also want to encourage you to share the podcast with your team so they can benefit from Dan's brilliance as well. Dan, thank you so much for spending some time with me today so we could get your great ideas shared on this podcast. And I look forward to connecting with you another time. Hey, us and the Beer Home team, we're here to help in any possible way. Um, And thanks, man. This has been nice. Appreciate you, Eric. Awesome. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Okay, so here's the deal. We have incredible information video content on my YouTube channel. Go over there and make sure you subscribe. And it's vital that you ring the bell. If you ring that bell every time I put out new content, it's actually going to notify you. and You can get the latest and greatest of what's happening at eXp. Now, don't forget to like me on Facebook. So you can also get that content and then follow me on Instagram. We're hitting everybody high, low, and in between. We're trying to get the information out there so you can build big businesses, revenue share organizations. So go to uh, YouTube right now. Please subscribe and ring that bell. Like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. We'll see you out there.